better than this. Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this live episode of Would You Rather. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels. Because Pepsi is not made for those who play the game, Kyle. Who's it made for? It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi. Pepsi. Made for football football watching. Amen to that. What's up, dude? Uh, We're live here on YouTube, 730, like we do every Thursday, p.m. Eastern time. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you're listening to this in your podcast feed, I'm sorry that you don't get to see Kyle and I in our Halloween costume. (laughs) Yeah, uh, we're bringing the heat this year. This is the first time I think in two or three years I've dressed up for Halloween. I dressed my dog up last year. Yeah, I always look forward to those pictures. In fact, last year you said on the podcast that you like to like lock yourself in the man cave, mm-hmm. turn off the lights, and not hand out candy to trick-or-treaters. And this year, look at this. You're dressed up. Yeah, but you know what? I'm not going to be home for trick-or-treating because I'm going to be staying in a hotel that's, in Miami Gardens. That's why you're doing this. That's the layer Hello. to this that nobody – yeah, I, I overlooked that layer to this. You have escaped Halloween. You did I it. have. This wow. Is, this is the, the thing. With dad so. life hitting next year, you know, Halloween, you're, this is your last chance to escape it. So I know. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I give you a lot of credit for this. This is, um, there's another layer to this that I didn't realize is part of me processing this choice that you've made. And uh, I get it now. You've, you've really done it. You it it made it a no brainer. Yeah. It really did. Dude, I got some good stuff for you. Can we do it? You yeah, ready? let's go ahead and get into these hypotheticals. All right, what's the game tonight? Panthers-Falcons, right? It is. It Thought is. This yes. was a great opportunity to bring back my GM proposition here. So there's some layers to this. This is really interesting. Would you rather right now become the general manager for the Carolina Panthers or the Atlanta Falcons? I like what Matt Rule's doing. But I think in any general proposition where I'm taking a job, I would want to be able to choose the head coach. So that's the advantage to Atlanta is if I'm installed as the GM there, I'm not coming into a power dynamic that makes me feel as though, you know, what what is the chain of command here? Do we have multiple people answering to the owner, owner simultaneously versus me just being the GM? helping the hiring process with the coach, and then it flows top-down the way that I ideally like to see that organizational flow go. Um, Atlanta's got some really nice offensive pieces. Carolina's got some really nice defensive pieces. So uh, there's appealing sides to both gigs, but I would probably lean towards the one that lets me be a part of the coaching hiring process. Which was a, that was a wrinkle in this discussion. So let me ask you this because I know that you really appreciate the idea of a head coach being a CEO type, and I think you get yes. that to a T with Matt Rule. So does that change things, especially when you consider the cap situation for both of these teams? Yeah, Atlanta's in a tough way, aren't they? Oh, big time! Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, Still you want your make, choice. You want your I, choice. yeah. I, I, I want to. I want to form it in my my vision, and I feel like if I'm coming into to Carolina, I'm a part of Matt's vision. And there's not that's not to say that Matt's vision won't work, but yeah. if I were taking a GM job, I would rather have that leverage for myself. 
Well, in either case, I get you closer than Delaware. So to correct. Show. Yeah. I mean, Atlanta's a what a three and a half, half hour drive. Yeah. yeah, we can do that. I love Atlanta. It's a great city. So I, I always loved when we drove from Charlotte to Mobile, the uh the inevitable eight o'clock traffic that we would hit yeah. in Atlanta. That um, we would try to miss yeah. every time. Like, we got to be through yeah. Atlanta at this time. Never happened. We'll get up earlier every time, and I'll be damned if, you know, the coffee, the the, the coffee at the McDonald's isn't, right. isn't on. Or, so we end up taking detours anyway. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I had a good one here from Brian Grow. Would you rather ride with James Robinson, the running back in Jacksonville, or draft Travis Etienne or – Harris, Najee Harris, in the second round of the 2021 NFL Draft. Joe, I ask you this because you actually dropped some statistics regarding Ezekiel Elliott's production thus far this season hmm. versus James Robinson's in the, the hmm. scouting channel. So uh, I, you had just mentioned James Robinson the other day, so I thought this would be a good one for you to tackle. Yeah, so, man, I really like the value proposition here because you get James Robinson, who I think is going to be a good back and you still get to pick a player in the second round. So you kind of get your cake and eat it too there, but I kind of feel like ETN's like one of those difference maker type players where, you know, you look at all the best features that you're looking for in a, in a NFL running back for today's NFL with the receiving skills that are coming, the burst, the acceleration, the vision, the contact balance. And it's like, the opportunity to get that type of a difference maker as opposed to a guy that can just kind of like hold his own and, and do a nice job. I think I want that difference maker, to be honest with you. Team to team, it may, it may fluctuate, but I think in a vacuum, I think I want ATN in the second round. Which I had, Kyle, I had a would you rather that's somewhat similar to this. I want to go ahead and feed it to you while we're talking ETN okay. and, and Najee Harris. Let's go. Let's so, do it. Uh, looking at the TDN 100 that just updated this week, yeah. we have Travis ETN as RB1, number 17 overall. Our RB2 is Najee Harris, the running back from Alabama, at number 20 overall. Pretty doggone close. Is there a team that comes to mind for you where you would rather see them take Harris? instead of ETN to be part of their backfield? Mm, this is a great question. Because I think we both would rather have ETN, right? Because he's more explosive. Correct. I think, I'm, I don't want to speak for you, but. Correct. They, they both, ETN has, has really proven his pass catching skills over the last season and a half now. Um, Jeez. It's really stroking my beard here with this question. I, I, it's a beard-stroking question. It is. A team that I would rather see draft Najee yeah. Harris over Travis Etienne. Yeah. Honestly. Tough, right? <laughs> yeah. No, because I just I think Najee's probably a little bit more pure power, but I think Travis Etienne is really good contact balance. So that kind of gives him an advantage there that you know, it's not as though you're making any concessions with Travis in that component. So, who do you think has better vision between those two players right now? Harris. So, yeah, I do think, yeah, I do think it's Harris. But I think you make up for some of that with how quickly ETN can get through some gaps and yeah. how loose he is in space and the contact balance that has come and the receiving ability. Both these guys have grown tremendously as a receiver. Right, so. right. So, I'll say if you're a team that – that runs a lot of inside zone, maybe Harris can move the needle for you more. I do think both are three down backs. 
uh, inside zone with his with Harris's vision um, and his ability, his density to run between the tackles. That's probably that would be the kind of team that I would probably lean into for Najee Harris over Travis Etienne. Uh, I'm going exclusively comments here from the fans. Bill Butler, who I think is also Bull Bittler, right? Has to be. That'd be such a weird coincidence. If he wasn't? Yeah. It's got to be. I think he's a Giants fan too, so. His question is, would you rather have Dexter Lawrence or Ed Oliver or Christian Wilkins? I think this is one of those questions where if you had a Giants fan, a Bills fan, and a Dolphins fan, they're all going to take their guy. I really do. I mean, so I'm gonna. I think I'm naturally gonna be biased towards Oliver because I'm I'm satisfied with him and he's on my favorite team. But I I think Lawrence has been unbelievable. I think Lawrence was probably the best of them last year, to be honest with you. And I mean, Christian Wilkins has been terrific. His last two games have been very 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 good. I thought he played good earlier this year too, and he was good last year. I mean, he so... he played really good against New England, and he was strong against Buffalo. It wasn't his best game. Um, so yeah, he's he's had a nice stretch play. I'll say this. If you were to put Quinn and Williams into this group, I'd pick Quinn and Williams. He beat the tar out of Miami week six. He was a problem for the Bills last week, man. <laughs> he was amazing as far as just being a constant pain in the ass. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering into the NFL, they've entered another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different, and Pepsi's here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through any game day because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Our friends at Built have created a number of wonderful products. And the latest one that I'm on a big kick with is Built Go. Uh, It is built, ironically enough, uh, to help you break through your mental or physical walls every single day. It's a workout gel. It's one and a half ounce packet, fits in your back pocket. I got one in the glove box that I'm going to be taking on the drive up to the Philadelphia International Airport to fly down to the game this weekend. Uh, Super convenient. You can have it anywhere you go. It's the best workout gel on the market. It's like five-hour energy without the same crash feeling, plus it's natural, so it's better for your body anyway. It comes in three delicious flavors. My personal favorite is chocolate mint. Peanut butter honey and chocolate coconut are the other two. It combines energy gel with collagen protein, which is fast-absorbing, so it gets into your system fast, and it's easier on your stomach. It's loaded with the good stuff like beta-alanine, B3, honey, and a kick of caffeine, and it's built to keep you kicking all day strong, all day long with B6 and B12. So visit BillCode.com and use promo code LOCKED and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BillGo.com. Let's go. All right, Kyle, you ready to sweat one out? No, but okay. All right, that's well, that's why we do this podcast. So, All right, all right you in? You in? Yep. yep. Would you rather... Tua completed 23 of 33 passes for 288 yards and three touchdowns, no interceptions in his debut on Sunday in a 35 to 28 loss to the Rams or Tua goes 11 of 23 
for 147 yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions, and a 14 to 10 Dolphins win. Do I look stupid? No. Do I look do I do I look stupid? You think this is easy? Yes. Go ahead. You play to win the game. I'm going to disagree with you on this one. Anything that that's the three and three, right? Six game stretch of games that you could walk out of four and two if you play your cards right, and you're going to tell me I'm going to pass on a win over the five and two Los Angeles Rams for the sake of sleeping better at night that Tua had a good first start. Success without Tua is inconsequential for the Dolphins this year, and that's why I love that they made this choice. You want Tua playing well is more important than the Dolphins winning games, in my view. No, I don't think so. If you if you're gonna give me the op if you're gonna give me the opportunity to choose one or the other, wins advance the entirety of the team. This is why Brian Flores sits here and says everything that we do is in what is in the best interest of the team. It's not Tua versus the Rams, it's the Dolphins versus the Rams. And they're trying to develop an entire program. They're not trying to develop one player. Now, if Tua comes in, if Tua comes in and he crushes, that's terrific. But if he doesn't, the needs of this entire team, yes, you need a quarterback. But you know what? If they develop players the way that we think that they can, if Tua's not it, okay, then you're going to have an amazing situation when it comes time to make the decision to go a different direction. If Tua ends up capping you, to go get somebody else. I'm all in on the quarterback contributing to the wins. The, the success. Well, yeah, that- but you didn't. You didn't give me that option. I understand. It was either a team loss or a team win. Yeah, but I think when you have that, play well. when you play like that, where there's people doubting this decision, you need them to play well. You need to win the games. I think. I think Tua. Solidifying himself as the guy this year is more important than any success the Dolphins would have in terms of the win column. We can agree to disagree. I don't think we're going to find common ground. No, we're not. We're not. But big agree, Joe. That's Paige DeMacos. I can't believe you expected Ryan Fitzpatrick to. Maybe that's why you uh, you went with that. Duh. What does Kyle Krabs think? Phillip. In Carolina, would you rather have Marty Herney, Teddy Bridgewater, and Joe Brady for the next three years, or a new GM trade up for Fields or Lance and a new offensive coordinator considering Joe Brady gets a head coaching job after this year. So I like the new GM. Don't like losing Joe Brady, though, do you? No. I Well, here's the thing no. that I'll say about that. No, here's the thing I'll say about that. Joe Brady's probably going to be lost at some point anyways, right? Why wouldn't I... Why would I want to go ahead and marry him to a quarterback to just go ahead and lose him? I have an opportunity to get that clean break here where I get a new quarterback and that new GM. So I think I'm taking I'm taking the new GM, the trade up, and a new offensive coordinator. I think that would be very meaningful based on this foundation that Carolina has. Okay. Very big picture. Big picture Joe tonight. 
here. This is uh, this one's still about Tua in his first debut or his, his NFL starting debut. Uh, if you could pick a Rams player, a Rams defensive player to sit out on Sunday, would you rather that be Aaron Donald or Jalen Ramsey? Aaron Donald. I can make the choice to throw away from Jalen Ramsey. I have seen they've used him in the slot at, at the most prominent rate of his career thus far. I believe it's 20% next-gen stats. I didn't know that's interesting. Yeah. Um, so, Aaron, they'll move him around the front, but at the end of the day, like, you can only slide, right, and choose to double-team, and then depending on where else they bring bodies, like, it'll continue to be a problem. I want the player that's closer to the quarterback out if I got to choose to get rid of one of those two guys. Um, oh, here you go. Tyler, with a non-football question. Oh Would you rather have all songs that exist or only per- but are only performed by Pitbull or only Pitbull songs exist but performed by all other musicians? This is an amazing question. See, here's the thing: is both of those scenarios suck, right? Like, Dolly. I'm just not gonna listen to music. Which you listen to podcasts anyway? I listen to like something all day, every day, and so it, it, yeah, it's a mix of podcasts and music. Is Pitbull performing our intro song, <laughs> or is somebody else performing a Pitbull song as our intro song? Do you have any put it through, about that? Put it through that lens. <laughs> I think I – no, I'm taking the uh, – I think I want the variety of performers, to be honest with you. Yeah, variety is the spice of life, as they say. So Pitbull's got enough songs. We can get enough, enough different musicians to give it a little bit of variety. What do you think about King Dave's question there? I kind of like that question. I know where I'm settling, but. This one? Yeah, who's edge rusher number two in the class? Um, We've talked about this because we have 15 Uh, 15 edge rushers in the top 100 right now. We get a lot because there's a lot of good edge rushers in this class. Dude, I'm in on pay. I know I've only seen like the one game so far this year uh, against Minnesota, but the athletic well, he, profile. He killed, he killed it in that game. Oh, yeah. He was unbelievable. And it's you know like what Matt, his size is too, right? Yes. Prototype, brother. 275? Yeah, former running back. Still learning the position with that type of athletic traits. 6'3", 3 cone, 4'5", 7, 40. I think the, the Mich- Michigan might have edge rushers two and three. In the class, Hutchinson, yeah, yeah. Hutchinson's a very different kind of player. He's kind of like an inside-outside, base-end type, but uh, he's really long and really physical. I was watching some Jalen Phillips all twenty-two, and and he's going to continue to rise, uh, provided he continues to play at the level that he showcased in the first half of the season. Uh, and and they got another guy there, Quincy Roche, who is a twitchy kind of speed rusher off the edge. So we didn't even get into like the other 10 guys that are in top 100. So, right. Um, I mean, some of these guys towards the bottom too, that like you could see just flying up. I mean, I know that you spent a little time watching Jalen Phillips the other night, man. He's um, athletically speaking, he's special. 
It's just a question of instinctually he hasn't played a lot of football. How quickly can he come along? That's the big question for him. I like this one from Tyler. Relevant in tonight's contest. Atlanta's hiring a new head coach, but only two people are interested in the job. Would you rather have Chip Kelly or Rex Ryan as your next head coach? You're going to say Chip. What? I'm going to hate it. So I don't bad. know what the strong, what's the strongest word to say that you are like decisively picking something. What is that adjective? I don't know. Unequivocally. This is not new vocabulary for Joe Tom. Yeah. Speaking of that, where is my guy? Where is he? You haven't seen I don't him. Know. I, don't know. I think the word I'm looking for is unequivocally. That sounds right. Yeah. Sounds good in my head. Okay. Chip Kelly. Man, you are so dumb. Rex Ryan is hot garbage. Look at the Bills roster in 2014. Look at it. Tell me how on earth he didn't win football games with it. Who was his quarterback? Tyrod Taylor. Oh, okay. Maybe that's why, Joe. The number one rushing offense in football. Okay. His defense blows. Can't believe you're taking Chip, man. Hell yeah, I'm taking Chip. Because he's not Rex Ryan. Rex has had, true or false, Rex has had more sustained Success in the NFL and Chip Kelly has. Rex Ryan had success with Chip the Kelly Jets over the first two years of his Rex tenure. Ryan. And the longer he was there, the suckier they got. Okay. He ruined the damn team. Now do Chip. What about Chip? He's I mean, he's got a 10-win season, right, in the NFL? That thing was so toxic by the time he left, and then he goes to San Francisco, and he's one and done. He's got two 10-win seasons in the NFL. 10 and 6, 10 and 6. Yeah, and then what? Six and nine, and got fired, and went two and fourteen in one season with the oh, 49ers. Okay. okay, yeah. So you don't think it's a big red flag that the dude went ten and six two consecutive seasons and couldn't even finish the first losing season of his time in Philadelphia and was already fired because things were so bad beyond just the wins and losses. You nincompoop. Rex Ryan is so bad. Yeah, you're emotionally, you're emotionally spurned by Rex Ryan and are incapable of having an objective viewpoint on this. No, I think one thing I've proven in my life is that I'm 100% objective when it comes to anything related to Buffalo Bills. No, I don't think you are. Rex Ryan is such a terrible coach. Brian has you nailed down. PTSD, Rex, PTSD. Is Brian a Jets fan? Does he know? Does he? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I know your cheeks are about the same color as your ears right now on your little unicorn outfit. So yeah. I can tell you're you're all hot under the collar thinking about Rex, Rex Ryan again. Oh crap, dude. I'm not saying either one of them's good. At least Chip will shut up and coach. You have to fight like dumb comments that he deals that he says all the time. Dated defensive philosophies. Oh, oh. Cajun Flame with the ultimate argument in your favor. Teams that have had Chip Kelly ended up in Super Bowls. Just a few years after they fired him. That's that tells me nothing. It's meant to be funny. Oh well, there's not that doesn't that doesn't solidify Chip is the wrong the wrong choice in the, in this discussion. No, dude, he's saying that's the right choice because if you oh, have man. him and then you fire him within a few years, oh. you'll be in a Super Bowl. There you go. There's my there's the approval. Maracas out. Oh, there it is. 
Yeah. Jason's upset. I don't have chest hair. I can't. I'm not gonna measure up with Fitz's chest hair, but it's all the way down. So you can pretend it's there if you want. Um, do you have any, any other? You you kept talking up your list. You got any other ones for us? I've worked through my list. Oh, so you've exhausted the the takes the predetermined hypotheticals. Yeah. There you go. From morning. Would you rather have Joe Burrow and Zach Taylor or Justin Herbert and Anthony Lynn? Do you want to go first on this one? No. This might be a hot take. I think think Anthony Lynn's a better coach than Zach Taylor. I think I'd rather have Herbert and Lynn. Granted, if Zach ends up not being your long-term answer, you get a chance to kind of change gears. But in a perfect world, you know, we talk about continuity, right? We talk about the ability to keep your, your organization stable and not have to continuously juggle and shuffle your personnel and your offensive coordinators and your style of your offense and, you know, start changing around and have to bring in a new coach's guys. You kind of know what you got with Anthony Lynn. You kind of know what you got in Zach Taylor. Both of these quarterbacks were drafted to be fits in that kind of offense. So if you told me I had to roll with either combo for an extended period of time, I liked Joe Burrow as my quarterback one. Tua Tungabailoa was my QB two, and Justin Herbert was my QB three. These were all top 12 players for me. So then I asked myself, what situation, including the coach, do I like more? And that answer is the last Angeles Chargers. So that would be my choice. I like it. I, I would go with Herbert and Lynn. Um, and that's no disrespect to Joe Burrow, who I think is uh, going to have a bright future. I think he's playing really well. But the sum of those two, I like it. Lynn and Herbert. Kyle wants to know, would you rather have Ocho Cinco or literally anybody else sit next to me at the Dolphins game this weekend? Did you see this? Yeah, I did. did I? Yeah. Chad Ochocinco is looking did he hit for you back a, up or what? Uh, I don't know. I haven't checked my Twitter DMs in a little bit. I told him, I said, I got an extra ticket because they, they sell them in, in groups. So I bought two. So I got an extra seat. Man. And if Chad wants it, Chad, just DM me, bro. Sure. He, surely he's listening, right? You never know who's on, listening Chad. to the Draft Dudes podcast. Get, get down. Dude, if you. If you avoid Halloween and sit next to Chad Johnson to watch Tua's first start, how's this, Joe? How many people on the face of the planet do you think are going to be able to say, I was at Tua's last start in Tuscaloosa and his first start in Miami? You might be it. Well, I mean, outside of like his family. His family. Non-relative to Tua, you might be the whole list. That's pretty cool, huh? You know. Uh, put it in the Twitter bio, man. Very oh, blessed. Very <laughs> blessed. This uh, unicorn costume is warm. Oh, is it, that's your sign-off cue? <laughs> You're ready to go, yeah, huh? I'm ready to get this thing off, man. Okay, let me see what other comments I can find make you sit here and sweat. Last one from Nick. It's a football question. we got to end the football question. Handsome pup Nick. With his handsome, handsome doggo. Uh, you are down by six with the ball on your own 25. You have one minute left and no timeouts. Which QB would you rather have, Matt Stafford or Matt Ryan? 
thought we we established this was it Monday or last week on Thursday that like Stafford's one of the best like clutch quarterbacks in NFL history. Yeah, it's just sneaky because like that that team right. never really like strings them together to get right. postseason success. So I think it's Stafford, and I like that Stafford has more physical upside. So if like I need like a super high level thrower for him to move a little bit, like he gives me that. So I think it's Stafford by a lot. There's only one correct answer here, and his name is Ryan Fitzpatrick. Duh. He wasn't an option. Yes, but it's my Halloween costume, and I'm transitioning into the sign-off. Oh, okay. So he told me you were hot, so I'm trying to get you out of here. Give me a little maraca shake. We (laughs) are done. We hope you enjoyed this live edition pregame, Draft Dudes, Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, ahead of Thursday Night Football, Carolina and Atlanta. Joe, who you got tonight? Keep pounding. Oh, he's taking keep pounding. Yeah, man. My wife's a big fan. We're about to watch a game. It's be great. I'm going to be the bad guy here, but just for the sake of being def- different, I'll take Atlanta tonight. Who do you really think is going to win? Just for the sake of being different, I'm going to take Atlanta tonight. I have no horse in the race. I would like to see a lot of points, though. Hmm. Might not. No, give me the over. Rooting for the over, and I'm just to be different, rooting for a Falcons win. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, signing off another week of the Draft Dudes podcast in the books. Thanks, as always, for watching, tuning in live. If you missed it, Mondays and Thursdays, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the Draft Network YouTube. We are outie.